How did the offering go? <laughs> we've got a building project. I want to make sure we've got every section covered. Isn't this fun? I'm having fun. This is the first ever annual Pillar Outdoor Service. Uh, if you... Uh, have been somewhere else this summer. Welcome back. If you're a college student, it is so good to see you. Can, just by show of hands, can I see any college students? That's awesome. I love it. If, if you have been somewhere else, you might be now surprised to see the chain link fence uh, and the parking lot all ripped up. You should see the inside of the building. Devastation in there. Uh, if you've been around, uh, you've been around the Apostles' Creed this summer. Those towering statements of the Christian faith that stand like skyscrapers on the horizon of life. Uh, statements like, I believe he was conceived by the Holy Spirit. Statements like, I believe in the forgiveness of sins. Statements like, I believe in the resurrection of the body. That's a mouthful. It's been a full summer. Unintentionally, and it was totally my fault, we ignored one statement in the Apostles' Creed this summer. Uh, anybody know which one it was? We, we, I miscommunicated and we unintentionally ignored this statement. I believe in the Holy Catholic Church. Uh, instead, the guest preacher who I had miscommunicated with on that day preached a phenomenal sermon on the wilderness. There I was expecting to hear a great sermon on the Holy Catholic Church. Instead, I got a great sermon on the wilderness. Uh, I was sitting in the back pew at Dimnit Chapel. Uh, when you're the preacher, you always have to sit in the front, so when you don't preach, you sit in the very back. I was sitting in the back listening to this phenomenal sermon on the wilderness and my phone started to buzz. Now you all are much better people than I. You've turned your phones off at this point in the morning. Mine was buzzing, not the, the consistent buzz of an incoming call or the double buzz of a text message, but the single buzz I get whenever a, uh, a news feed reports a headline. And, and they came in succession, all of the news feeds reporting the same headline. And this was essentially the headline prominent evangelical church leader accused of heartbreaking things. I turned my phone off and I went back to the wilderness. And I thought to myself, maybe, maybe a sermon on the wilderness is preaching on the Holy Catholic Church. And then later that week, a uh, different set of headlines, uh, the Pennsylvania priesthood sex scandal and the decades of church hierarchy cover-ups. Maybe preaching on the wilderness is a sermon on the Holy Catholic Church. And it's not just the headlines, it's not just them out there, over there, other people. Do you know 136 years ago on these very steps, people held axe handles to make sure some couldn't get in. Doors were locked with chains to make sure others had to stay out. And we let that division exist for 130 years. Maybe 
Maybe a sermon on the wilderness is preaching on the holy Catholic church. And it's not just the intra-church stuff either. It's, it's also the confusion, you know, like what, what is the role of the church in public life? And, and, and where, where do we situate ourselves in the difficult conversations around politics? And, and you thought we were going to have an outdoor service good time today. Maybe preaching on the wilderness is a sermon on the holy Catholic church. Believe it or not, the Apostle Paul uh, once addressed a church that knew its fair share of tensions, different tensions than we know now, but tensions all the same. Uh, Listen carefully and listen well. If I speak in the tongues of mortals and of angels, but do not have love, I'm a noisy gong and a clanging cymbal. If I have all prophetic powers and understand all mystery and have faith so as to remove mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I sell all my possessions and give away my body so that I may boast, but do not love, I gain nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. It is not envious or arrogant or boastful or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoices in the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. As for prophecy, they come to an end. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will come to an end. For, for now we know in part and we prophesy in part, but when the complete comes, the partial comes to an end. When I was a child, I I spoke like a child. I fought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became an adult, I put an end to childish ways. Now we see in a glass dimly. Then we shall see face to face. Now we know in part. Then we shall know fully, even as we are fully known. And now these three remain. Faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. You want to know how to make your way through the sometimes tense, sometimes challenging realities of wilderness life? How about this? Faith, hope, and love abide, these three, and the greatest of these is love. Now, I realize there's cars driving by and your friends are watching you over at LJ's, uh, so I'll try to make this quick. Uh, And then we'll come to the table. Uh, Faith, hope, and love abide, these three, and the greatest of these is love, faith. Uh, There's one section in the Bible, Hebrews 11, that defines it like this. It is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. And then a teaching tool of the Reformed tradition called the Heidelberg Catechism zooms out from that one place and takes a 30,000-foot view. Faith is a certain knowledge by which I accept as true all that God has revealed and a wholehearted trust It's both knowledge, that's why we familiarize ourselves with the Apostles' Creed, and it's a trust. God is who he says he is and will do what he says he'll do. It's knowledge and trust. 
trust that God has revealed himself in Jesus Christ, and Jesus Christ is Lord. So though the wrongs seem off so strong, God is the ruler yet. Faith that Jesus Christ is Lord, which allows you to walk out into your lives, whatever circumstance you know and pain you may experience with confidence, Jesus Christ is Lord. Faith. You remember that scene in the Gospel of John after the resurrection? Uh, Jesus shows up to his disciples, but Thomas isn't there. And Thomas, the disciples go to tell Thomas. And Thomas says, unless I see the mark of the nail in his hands, put my finger in the mark of the nail, I will not believe. And the next week, Jesus shows up and, to Thomas and says, put your finger here. Put your hand in my side. And Thomas uh, falls to his knees in confession. And Jesus, I'm imagining, stoops down, puts his hand on Thomas's shoulder and says, do you believe because you've seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen me and yet have come to believe. Though you can't see Jesus, he is as real as the earth you're sitting on. And Jesus Christ is Lord. So make your way into whatever it is with confidence. Faith, hope, and love abide these three. And the greatest of these is love, hope, um, I would say unflinchingly, my favorite word is hope. We'd named our first daughter Lydia Hope because there's this deep sense I think all of us have there inside there must be something more. There must be something better, hope. Not, not to be confused with wishful thinking. I was really wishing it wouldn't rain today. Hope is a confident expectation. Not not. Wishing your team wins on Saturday, though you know what I'm wishing, but confident expectation, the one who died, Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of sins and rose from the dead to overcome sin and death, ascended into heaven where he rules and reigns until he comes again to make it all new and to make it all right. Hope. Hope that one day every knee will bend in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue will confess Jesus Christ is Lord. Hope. Swords will become plowshares. Spears will become pruning hooks. Hope. The lion and the lamb will lie down together and there'll be peace on earth. Hope. So normally we're at uh, Dimnit Chapel now. You figured that out. Uh, do you know the interesting history behind the establishment of hope? Uh, I mean, I don't want to brag or anything, but Pillar started it. Uh, Van Ralty showed up in 1847 and four years later started a school. It's called the Holland Charter Academy. It was a primary school at the time. That was 1851. The primary school became a secondary school, and the secondary school became the first entering class of Hope College. And the first graduating class of Hope College became Western Seminary. So by my math, Pillar started Western Seminary too. I should let my dad know. Uh, at, at the founding of the school in 1851, uh, Van Ralty uh, is quoted to have said, uh, this is an anchor of hope for this people in the future. He wasn't talking about a school, actually. He was talking about Jesus. He is the anchor. He is the hope. Faith, hope, and love abide these three. And the greatest of these is love.
Uh, it's a really interesting way of putting it, isn't it? Faith, hope, and love abide. They endure, they last, they stay, they survive, uh, they sojourn, they wander about, which I take to mean some things come to an end. Some things cease, but faith, hope, and love keep journeying about. They survive, they last, they abide. And the greatest of these is love. The Apostle Paul says to a church trying to figure out its way in the wilderness, love is the way in the wilderness. Love, I want, I want to be clear on this, so listen carefully. Love is not the concession of our conviction. It's the expression of our conviction. We don't set aside faith and hope, faith that Jesus Christ is Lord and hope that he'll come again to make all things right in order to love. We believe these things and so we love. Sometimes I think there's this mentality that you have to sort of dismiss your convictions in order to be loving. The Apostle Paul says, no, hold, embrace your convictions so that you can love. You can love because Christ is Lord and he's coming again. You can actually love even though they held axe handles and chains to keep you out. You can love even though they responded with a lawsuit. You can love even though they send their kid to a different school. You can love even though they said something about you. You, you can love even though they don't, they don't talk like you or look like you or act like you. Love anyway. That's the word, love anyway. Now, faith, hope, and love abide, and the greatest of these is love. Not to say the better of these is love, but the expression of these is love. So be patient. You want to know how to make it through the wilderness? Be patient. Be kind. Don't, don't, don't be jealous because of what someone else has that you'd like. And don't flaunt what you have over against someone else who didn't have the opportunity and the resource to pursue the opportunity. Don't be rude. Just don't be rude. And, and, and don't, don't hold your convictions in such a way that runs inconsistent with Christian character. Now these three abide, faith, hope, and love, and the greatest of these is love. I promised my kids I'd keep this short. Uh, so just one last word, and then we'll come to the table. Uh, you remember our friend Christy Desario? Christy's from Nigeria, came to the States to study at Western Seminary where she received a THM in order to go back to Nigeria for gospel ministry. Uh, I've mentioned Nigeria before. You've probably seen it on the news. It is a tough place to be right now. The systematic massacre of Christians going on. I hope you enjoy the outdoor service. It's not like that everywhere. You've heard of the daughters who were kidnapped, the Boko Haram, that's Nigeria. I got an email from Christy a couple of weeks ago. Please do not grow tired. We are in need of your prayers and support. 
The devil has risen against the Christians here vehemently now. We do not sleep at night because they are all around us. In two days, they eliminated six communities. On Monday, they razed all the church buildings. Many people are in the hospital and many more are displaced. I responded, assuring her of our prayers, but how do you really respond? She sent back, we are preparing to go to church now and worship the King of Kings. To live as Christ and to die in him is gain. Pray for us to have faith and hope in him to the very end like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Also, pray for us to bless our persecutors so that they would not perish but have everlasting life. May his name be glorified, she ends the email. What did she just write? Pray for us to bless our persecutors so that they would not perish but have everlasting life. Now these three abide, faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen.